Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Know when to run before it's too late. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 21 and 22, we read, But test all things carefully so that you can recognize what is good. Hold firm to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Withdraw and keep away from it. Samson, Solomon, Joseph, Daniel. Hold it. Those are all from the Old Testament. Judas, <laughs> prodigal son, Peter. And what about the current era? You, me, a bunch of Bible-believing people. What do these all have in common? That sounds like a stretch. But these persons were faced with some challenges in their lives. Some overcame and some were inundated with weakness. Oh, how could I forget David, the shepherd turned warrior turned king? Let's add him to the list. Ever since the earliest of times, humans have always come face to face with challenges. And I'm talking about those challenges that cause you to make a choice. And one of the options is an option that is called sin. Come on. Don't pretend as if I'm speaking to and speaking of the guy next door or the girl who stands beside you in the church choir. I'm talking to you. Let's look at Eve in the garden. A talking serpent, Eve? Seriously? Did you arrive in the garden last night? And instead of running away from the situation or chasing the serpent away, she engaged in a conversation the effects of which we continue to live with thousands of years later. Well, how about Joseph, the Hebrew teen turned slave in an Egyptian mansion? He did not solicit sex from his boss's wife. Rather, she made some serious advances at him. And one day she schemed and concocted the perfect scenario. She sent home the household staff and asked Joseph to stay behind. Red flag. Joseph was on the red alert because she had tried other tricks before. So when she made her move, Joseph still had his running shoes on and boy, did he run all the way into prison for something that he did not do. David, that's another story. Say what you want, but David would say it was not his fault. Why was this beautiful lady bathing in the open? And she knows the king lives up the road from her. It's her fault, right? It wasn't David's fault that he saw her bathing. What he did with what he saw was the wrong thing. And no, he cannot blame the woman. After all, how could she have told the king no to his request? He got into big trouble. Judas had a choice even after they made the final arrangement of how to find Jesus that night, but he was too far gone to be able to turn back. Peter had a similar challenge. After the third round of profanity and denial and anger, Peter heard himself saying it wouldn't happen, but it just happened not once, not twice, but he denied his friend Jesus three times with emphasis. And you, can you say that you have always abstain from the very sight of evil, that you've always run from lust and temptation? 
The text speaks so loudly that you could hear it a thousand miles away. Stay away from anything that looks like, smells like, and feels like sin. First of all, the first line tells us that we should test everything to make sure it is good. That is the positive expectation. If the event fails the test, if the event is not convincing as far as the benchmark of good is concerned, then you might want to do what the second line says. Abstain from every form of evil. Withdraw and keep away from it. In other words, Eve, don't stick around and talk to the serpent. Trouble. Samson, notice what Delilah was doing, asking you the same question about your strength over and over. Trouble. And as for David, on your way down from the roof, drop the idea, my friend. Even after the woman has come into the palace, apologize to her and send her back home. She is not your wife. I admire the courage of Daniel and his friends. They refused to eat food offered to idols, and since they were not guests of the king, they realized that they had to make an unpopular decision. They opted instead for bread and water. The real lesson in the text is that firstly, the child of God is being strongly advised that before you jump into any serious activities and regret it after, like Daniel and those guys who knew what their religion taught them, if it is evil in the faintest manner, run away as far as the east is from the west. We now understand what is being asked of us. Evil might be calling your name, but you don't have to respond. Keep walking and break into a dash if possible, if you feel that it is increasingly more difficult to say no. In fact, if it comes right down to it, run, stay away from it, abstain, whatever works for you. Do not fall for the trick of the devil. He packages sin always in very attractive ways, that each time it becomes increasingly difficult to say no. The reason we are told to abstain from sin or run away from evil is exactly what James talks about in chapter 1. But each one is tempted when he is dragged away, enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust and passion. Then when the illicit desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin has run its course, it gives birth to death. Isn't that the truth? The thing that was presented so attractive, Joseph ran and left it behind. Solomon was warned, but he fell for one, then two, then a thousand women. Solomon, what were you thinking? Know the correlation between the temptation and our own lust. They together form a dangerous pair. That leads to a merger of two forces, and after a while, you would have committed the sin. Don't you just wish you had run early in the game? Don't you wish you would have said no, even when you were not asked? Don't you wish you would have stayed away, not touch it, not listen to your friend? The Bible speaks loudly to you and me. Know when to run before it's too late. <laughs>